Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites, and we're here today. We're going to be talking about collaborating and cooperating in terms of running your business. The idea of having a business for most people translates into getting caught up, getting inside their own shell and focusing on their own business to the exclusion of everything else around them. Many times that happens, and especially for entrepreneurs. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is that there are many other ways to build your business, to recruit people, to do all kinds of things that doesn't cost any money. And you can do that by reaching out and building your own community as well as taking advantage of the communities that are out there. So, Johnny, you have a, a couple of the standard-type communities that we all tend to get involved with, especially new businesses jump into. Right. Um, it's not uncommon for business people when they join a community to go to the Chamber of Commerce and join there um, because you get a lot of other business people who are there and you can build your network fairly quickly. Another one that I participated in for years was the Rotary Club because Rotary Club requires uh, attendance of all their members. So you, you can feel fairly confident that the Rotary members are going to be there if you make the effort to come. So I thought that was a good club as well. And these are both national organizations, but th they are run locally and, and they are focused ro locally. They're, That's right. They're also, of course – Better Business Bureau people get involved with. Uh, there are different kinds of associations, downtown business associations, professional associations, entrepreneur centers, women in business centers. All, all those kinds of things exist. So it's worth when you're starting up to look around and see what's there and take advantage of those things. Um, and we tend to get caught up in that. And sometimes we stay with that and don't do anything else. And so what I guess we're talking about today is that there are – Lots of other tentacles. There are other directions we can take to to build our own businesses and to b basically help others in our business community. And that uh, that applies to professional practices too. Uh, if you're, for example, a doctor in an office complex that houses lots of doctors, there's a perfect opportunity to uh, collaborate and and build uh, some kind of. Unstructured, maybe unofficial organization, but to build a relationship that produces um, increased patient volume for everyone that, that because you're not all of the exact same specialization. And so that's true with business as well. Um, that's true. One of my the best organizations I was ever a part of was an organization where 500 contractors from around the country met together three times a year. Um, started out two times a year, and I would go down and meet with them, and they were so welcoming and so uh, happy to share ideas. That's a perfect example. What kinds of people were, were going there? These were all contractors, general contractors. So they would come there with ideas of how to deal with your subs, what kind of contracts to use, every question you could ever want this is for house construction building i mean uh, it was primarily general contractors who were in the commercial industrial oh, areas there were a few house builders but not very many most of them were members of the uh, home builders association of america uh, hba something i forgot the name of it i used to be a member of it back in the day but it's um I believe it's home builders association of america something like that I, right 
anyway, it was a good organization. They were one of the best um, national conventions of any because you could go there and learn all the new items that were being invented in home building and construction that were available to you. So we're, we're talking here about uh, a physical presence kind of an approach to things where yeah. you get together with other people. Well, this um, is before the day of the Internet. Yeah. So well, if now, you didn't of course, go to the that. Internet, yeah, we you, have online media, uh, radio, TV, right. newspapers, magazines, direct mail. Those are all great things, but now you know they all cost money. And so we can go instead to, uh, if we don't buy into the high-profile parts of it, we can go into LinkedIn and Alignable and Yelp for business and Facebook and Referral Key and Twitter and Google Plus and Pinterest and Merchant Circle, Instagram. So this goes on and on. So the idea is that there are lots of opportunities there to network with other people online as well as uh, locally with formalized organizations and also um, on less frequent basis like the kind of thing that you're talking about. I was on there the other day with Instagram and I noticed there was an article about uh, – living downtown in Nashville and the traffic and all the issues. Well, I just made a comment that I thought um, the traffic was primarily responsible for people who didn't know how to merge. They pull down to the end of the ramp, stop, turn on their blinker, <laughs> and wait for a nice person don't to turn stop. turn on blinkers in this area. Who, uh, who does that? <laughs> only the people at the bottom of the ramp at the interstate, I guess. <laughs> and so they were uh, waiting for a nice person to stop in the middle of the interstate and let them in. And when that person did, not meaning to, they backed up traffic for two, three, four, ten miles. Or had a lot of rear-end crashes happen. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And so it was just crazy trying to drive in that kind of traffic. So I made the suggestion, what I thought they should do is make the uh, inner, inner loop in Nashville, which is 24, 65, and 40, make that a one-way. And just when you come into Nashville from Cookville, you'd have to go right Instead of being able to go right or left, right. So you'd have four lanes coming into there, which is important because you've got four lanes that had to go down to two lanes to get there. So when are they going to take your advice? That's a mess over I, there. <laughs> I don't know. It takes uh, it takes uh, civic leaders with courage to make those kind of decisions because they know if I don't do anything, nobody's going to necessarily blame me. But if I make a decision, then sometimes it's um, going to be hard. And that happens in Cookville. I mean, right. Right now, we need to be making infrastructure decisions, but they're hard to make. It's much easier to make easy decisions about um, whether we're going to have slip and slide down the middle of the street or we're going to have a soapbox derby down the middle of the street. And those are not as difficult as the hard decisions that cost money. Well, we also – this opens up another direction of thinking here that when we're looking for a location for our businesses, um, either to go into or grow into, um, we need to consider traffic-based locations, what that's all about geographically, what it's all about. Does it lend itself to the kind of business that we are? We're going to take a quick break here and um, hope that you'll stay with us because we have some really interesting points to bring up about developing communities for your business and how to do that. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar with Johnny Stites. We've been talking about ways to build your community as a business owner or operator, and uh, that extends into many directions. And we've talked about formalized approaches like the Chamber of Commerce or 
uh, online um, capabilities for LinkedIn and other, you know, fa- uh, other online media. And then we mentioned geographic locations and traffic-based locations. Well, there are a lot of other things as well, and and need to consider whether does the business that I run relate to a sports-based location or a historic location or churches and church group locations? What about family activity locations? What about an arts, music, and crafts location, educational institutions, schools, campuses, restaurants, senior centers, youth and daycare centers, first aid squads, fire departments, public parks and private. So there are all kinds of ways out there that you can extend your business by being in the right location. Now, let's say that you've already got a location and you're not really thinking about changing it. One of the things you can do is look around you. Get your head up out of your business for a day and and make note of all the things that are around you that represent opportunities. And maybe you've missed a few because I think if you, you really look carefully, you'll see that there are maybe other businesses that uh, are directly related to yours or maybe not. You may have 10 um, – uh, antique stores in the area. Well, that's good for everybody if you can get together and figure out how to have an antique festival. Uh, on the other hand, if there are none around you, what is around you that you, that you can kind of work with? Um, Johnny had a couple of thoughts here. One of the share just before we took the break, and you want well, to come back on that? Well, to your point, car dealers are the best at this. You see them uh, very many times. Right on the same street, right yeah. beside each other. Almost always, yeah. And it's because people tend to think, uh, well, like in Cookville, if you're going to go out eat, where do you go? Restaurant Row, Interstate Drive. That's where most of the restaurants are. And you, I've gotten up sometimes from lunch and just get in the car and start that way, not even thinking about where I'm going to eat and then deciding once I get down there. Um, so there is some advantage to that, um, as you said, that magnetism that brings everybody together and and creates uh, a good uh, venue for people who are trying to build their business if they can get in areas where people go for that specific service or product. Right. So what's clustered near your business? What, what can right. you look at and see that maybe there's a way to put together a cooperative event or a cooperative arrangement, maybe mutual discounts. There, there are so many ways to do this. None of this really costs any money, you know, and that's why it, it's important because it's a, it's an instrument, it's a tool you can use without having to spend money um, beyond anything you're already doing. You and and so it takes energy and it takes some time, and it may be that you have one super employee working with you who has the ability to follow up with these ideas and and build those kinds of relationships uh, for you if it's not something that you want to do personally. The bottom line is it's going to help your business. And, Our real and, estate uh, friends understand this because you hear yeah. them saying what's important in real estate, location, location, location. location. <laughs> those are the top three items. Yeah. And it's important to understand that, and they do because – if you get into an area where there's not much traffic and you're a retail business, you're killing yourself. And you might have a cheap rent, but you're still going to have a difficulty ever building your business because nobody really knows where you are and sees you. Only your existing customers will come there if you continue to do um, good business with them. But then when somebody 
passes away or somebody moves out of town or does something that's going to cause them not to be your client anymore, if you aren't bringing in new people all the time, your business is ultimately going to die. So you've got to take take charge of that and make sure that you're in areas where there's a high traffic count if your business is retail. And that, another uh, instrument here is specialized sponsorships, which, which fits in with what Johnny's talking about because if you build a base besides your customer base that you have because of your the nature of your services or products, if you build a base that ties in with, for example, uh, veterans or public services or environmental issues or charity groups, uh, you are expanding the length and breadth of your business uh, market. You are opening doors to new potential business. And some of you may know this already and maybe you've been doing it, but you might be a good time to step back and see whether or not it's really being effective. And if it's not, how, what do you do? What's your quick fix on it? Without spending money, is it a matter of making some phone calls or walking over and visiting with another business and, and introducing yourself and what you're doing and talk to them about it? Not bad stuff to do. So there's another consideration too, Hal, and that is oftentimes our traffic engineers think that it, the best thing for traffic and to, for business is to stop people on the highway and put a red light up there and make sure they stop and look and see you. But we have examples in our town of where people have come in, big chains have come in and located at a place where a red light backs up the traffic past the entrance and nobody can get into their place. So it makes it difficult and people don't people don't try to get in there. It's too hard. And then the business moves out of town. And we need to have our traffic set up to where people can get to where they want to go, not be stopped and hindered and kept from doing that. So it seems like every time we have um, uh, some change to the traffic patterns, the answer is to put up another red light. Well, we were talking during the break. We were talking about an example of a fast food entity in one town that had only had access in and out into a main thoroughfare, and there was no uh, and and yet the 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 place backed up to um, a, a hotel complex. Had there been some arrangement to open up a drive area between the hotel and that particular entity. Um, they would probably still be there and not have moved out of town because there would have been more access. It, they probably would have helped the hotel, and the hotel would have helped them. But you know, it and it was a matter of maybe twenty feet, <laughs> you know. So it it seems like when you have opportunities like that, try to take advantage of them. Um, we're going to take another quick break here, and we'll be right back. And uh, we we hope that you'll stay with us because next is the. Uh, all of the keys to how to make this work. Welcome back. This is Hal and Johnny. We are talking about building communities in order to build your business. Uh, one of those community-type uh, considerations is your access to a wealth of information. So you might have all the information you need in one place, and, and many communities provide that. But maybe you need to go out and look for a little more. Maybe there are ways that you have not thought about yet that would be good directions to take. And and that goes for getting support that you didn't know you needed. Maybe, Johnny, you can address one of those uh, points. Well, as I said, one of the most effective organizations uh, that I've ever been a part of 
was one where uh, people in like kind businesses from across the nation met for the express purpose of sharing ideas to explore new opportunities. There were many things that I picked up from that and brought back to our company and used, and it was very helpful. And I know others who've done the same thing. And you build relationships when you're doing that you kind do. of thing, you're networking and all. And- well, we we started meeting with just this private group of 15 uh, after we built these relationships, and we started sharing financial information, which we didn't do in the bigger group, but we shared a lot of other things with the bigger group. But with this smaller group, we really got intimate in helping with issues like family issues that we were experiencing uh, among the group members. And it really did help. And we learned uh, how important it was to be open and generous with our knowledge, sharing what we had. So sharing what you have also comes down to sharing uh, um, your sense of your purpose of your business and your marketing with others as well and how to pull others into a marketing framework that benefits all of you. Um, that's not necessarily going to cost money. It has to do as much with an attitude that you represent to the public as it does with uh, media buys that you make. And you know, a lot of times how we're nervous that people will steal our ideas, although many others across the country have the same idea and are using it. And we we get very uh, close to the vest. We don't want to share. We don't want anybody to know what we're doing. And the truth of the matter is those people that would steal your technology many times are just too darn lazy to go out and put it in place. It takes effort to put it in place. I had a man one time that was working for me, and he stole a lot of our documents to go start his own company and be in competition with us. Twenty years later, his ex-wife said, I've got a bunch of stuff under the bed here that my husband brought home, and I didn't know it was there. Would you like to come and get it? And we, that's when we knew he had stolen all this stuff. <laughs> and he didn't put any of it in play. Under he was out bed. of business by then. <laughs> but it's just the idea. It takes effort to be successful. You can't just steal your way there. Right. So when people share ideas with you, if you've shared with them, then you value what you've gotten more so than you do when when they don't Well, that's share. true. And I found that actually a step even beyond that is that often when somebody shares an idea, um, it may prompt me to think of a next step up in a different direction that Precisely. suits me. That's right. Um, it, it, you know, it's like a little igniting a fuse kind of thing. And, and so it can benefit everybody. So sharing is a is a really very productive thing. Uh, if you all it takes is having the right attitude about it. It doesn't it doesn't mean you have to spend money. You have to spend a hundred million hours at it or any of that. It's just how you think about it and right. how receptive you are to other people's ideas, and you can build on those for yourself. You know the good Lord said in His book, "Give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over." <laughs> so if you believe him, if you believe him, why in the world over. wouldn't you share what you have with others? Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a great advice. We we have uh, yeah. There are some top online communities for small businesses, and we'll just mention them quickly. Uh, there's something called Startup Nation, uh, founded by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. It's free. Um, there's another called the Small Business Hub that's a, um, that provides guides, templates, videos, articles, information, all kinds of things. And um, that 
they also have a group on LinkedIn that you can participate in the discussions with for for free. Then there's the Small Business Bonfire. It's a smaller community, but it is also one that has access to some tools specifically that you can use and that you won't be able to find anyplace else. It also provides a forum and groups and networking and all those kinds of things. Um, it, it has something called Partner Up for social networking for small businesses, and it has an entrepreneur.com where everything you need to know, they say, in one stop. Uh, it's worth checking out anyway. If none of those provide you what you're really looking for, how about building your own community? How about get a little creative and, and set up some meetings with people who around, who are around you? Maybe it's just the the physical location of the – the block that your business is in or the building that your business is in, in a large building. Um, take advantage of that there are other people in there going through the same things you're going through, the growing pains, and and how can you learn and, and help one another? I think that's right. And one of the other manifestations that I've observed is that when I'm sharing things and when I see other people sharing their information – it gives me the idea that they have something worth to share, that it's worth sharing or they wouldn't be doing it. And it may be that people see you sharing and they then understand that what you're doing indicates your professionalism. It indicates that you are company ahead of the game. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sharing. So I feel like it's important that we not lose sight of that as we build these communities. Don't build them and be selfish and try to get, get, get. Give back and give people an opportunity to see that you're a team player. And then those communities will be much more healthy. Be sure that the people you hire are not those people that say, well, in order for me to give you any information, you got to pay me a bunch of money first. Right, right. Or you got to hire me to go through this process. Right. I never found those people to be helpful to my business. Right. The ones that were most helpful are those that were uh, very open with what they're sharing and show that they have information that could be helpful to me. And they're also not the people who say, let's invent the uh, evaluation just for your company. When there's a hundred out there you could use that are already thought up, and you just need somebody to share that with you. And I think that's important so you don't spend your money foolishly training a new consultant. Well, I think you're right about that. So the bottom line here is keep your eyes and ears open. Um, keep looking around and listening to what's happening in your immediate business area and see how you can work together with others, um, including community interests, of course, and charitable events, and see what you can do to participate in those and build your name. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to seeing and hearing you again soon. Uh, write to us, hal at businessworks.us.